ladies. Ralph Sanji, WGF. So, come to the Slidell Gun and Knife Show. Thousands of handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammunition, knives, personal protection items. Bring your gun to sell or trade. They offer appraisals and instant background checks. $10 for adults, kids 6 to 12, $2. 6 and under, get in free. Saturday, November 4th, 9 to 5. Sunday, November 5th, 10 to 4. At the Harbor Center, Slidell. Take I-10, Oak Harbor Exit 261. The Slidell Gun and Knife Show at the Harbor Center, Slidell. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio, LLC. Oh, we're here. It must be 4 o'clock in the great state of Louisiana. This is Paul Hurd, your host. Hurd's Louisiana Live is coming in. One more time on a weekday, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Glad to have our audience with us. Uh, and we, um, we're going to do a little different today. We'll do the financial report in a little bit, but we're lucky to have a special guest, Miss Liz Merle. I always want to say Morell, I swear. Uh, and I, I, she's probably been called a lot worse and a lot of bunch of different things. But look, she's a candidate. She's our solicitor general in the attorney general's office she's a the candidate the leading candidate to replace jeff landry as attorney general uh miss liz murrow we're so glad to have you appreciate you coming on thanks it's great to be with you paul i'm sorry i'm just stumbling through um getting getting this thing done this way look i i I noticed you know it, it a lot of times on this show we go through how much the courts govern our lives versus we get the legislature, the governors, but really uh, the courts are really being um, the overseer. I know we've got a media challenge where the media was found uh, or the government along with the social platforms were found to have uh, suppressed people's first amendment rights. That's on appeal at the Supreme court. And I think the state's a party to that one. Uh, and then you've got a new one going uh, that's been filed that has to do with the the algorithms that the media people are using to get to our children. Give us a little background in each of those cases and sort of where the state is uh, on those. I think I think you're lining yourself up for another oral argument at the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah. So the the big tech case is at the Supreme Court now, and they've already granted. Um, review in that case. So we just don't have a scheduling order, but I would expect we will be, um, we are going to be at the Supreme Court again in that case. Uh, and we will have oral argument. It will likely be in the spring, probably early. I mean, I would expect it to be March, maybe February. Um, but you know, they don't come back in next year until February. So just on their scheduling, it'll probably be around February or March. And then, the meta case that you referred to is the big te- is another case that we just filed yesterday um, with a number of other states dealing with these algorithms that are basically driving a lot of content that is knowingly and intentionally uh, driven to causing a lot of mental health problems and other problems like that with kids driving suicide and some other uh, serious disorders like um, and you know bulimia and anorexia and depression well it's a you know i 
I know when I deal with my phone, it was one thing that if I was searching for furniture for the house, if I started getting advertisements on f- for furniture in the house, okay, I understand what they're doing. Technology can work that much. What bothered me was when I'm talking about furniture for the house and I start getting these ads or I talk about a vacation in Mexico. I really hope that as you all get into that kind of lawsuit, that that we really also get a better feel for how we are being monitored, uh, whether whether we know it's on or off. Because I, uh, you know, if they monitor a little bit, they can monitor a lot. Is that part of what that that suit against uh, what is it Meta? Uh, instead of Facebook now? Crap. Hello. I got disconnected. Is Liz there? I'm sorry. I've cussed twice. No, I'm sorry, Paul. Um, No, I'm here. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You hear me? Yeah, so the meta suit is not really specifically targeting the way they monitor our, but it is wrapped up in all of that because it's how do they, how are they actually driving conduct and how are they driving kids to be addicted to these phones and, and, and the the apps that are on them. And that's going to probably all be part of that equation. I mean, we already know that their business model is built on addiction. It's, it's addiction to your phone and addiction to these apps instead of, but it's, if you think about somebody just throwing opioids at your child all day long, every second of every day, even at night, that's essentially what they're doing. Well, it's, it's, it's a great suit. It's really, we're going to start with the children, but we're going to find out the same addictive techniques apply as much to, adults as they will children the children are more susceptible uh i I always have thought there's got to be a better way to monitor the activity uh, that comes across that phone to children and their ability to monitor it but let me let's get on to the business at hand too i appreciate you getting us up to date on those two suits we got an election uh coming at, at us pretty quick and and uh I, I was, I was, I almost thought you were going to get over the hump at fifty percent plus one, uh, but you got. I think you got to forty five, forty six percent in the primary, didn't you? It was close to forty six. Yeah, I was um, very, very gratified by the showing that we made, and it did come close to an outright win. But we're back in action now, getting trying to make sure people come out to vote, and don't you know? Don't forget that we have an election on November eighteenth. Well, and, and it, it seems like the Republican voter is, is learning to rely on early voting, too. And I think that's something we can remind everybody is you don't have to wait for Election Day. We've got football games on Saturday, and the final voting day will be, what, November what day? Uh, November 18th. But, that, you know, there's a football game in Baton Rouge. It's uh, a lot of hunting season opens in Mississippi. A lot of people go do that. And. And they're traveling for Thanksgiving. So, you know, I'm really encouraging people to go early vote. Look, and, and if I recall, some of the statistics showed that in the uh, primary, 
the Republicans exceeded the Democratic turnout on the early voting, which shows, look, if you're going to tell us that's the rules, we're going to abide by them and we're going to vote like heck. So, uh, right, that's absolutely get out right. Vote. Yeah. Uh, and look, I was looking at some of the endorsements that you've been, um, uh, that you've garnered, well earned. I know uh, that Jeff Landry has obviously has, has come out and endorsed you as well as the NRA and the Sheriff's Association. Um, it, it seems like the people who are battling for public safety are really behind you. So uh, uh, I know that's got to be gratifying. Well, it is, and they're behind me, and I'm behind them. I mean, I think it's going to be, it's going to take all of us to to address some of the problems that we have in this state, and I think that everyone is committed to working together, and, you know, we've just got to stop the surge of crime, and I know I'm fully committed to that uh, result, and I know that they are, too, and that's, that's so it is gratifying to have their support. Well, it's a, um, it, it's well-earned. I, I think, uh, You've done a great job. You, there's been a lot of close ones that could be lost, and you were very successful uh, in winning them. Let me ask you the last one: Is there, is the clemency? Are there still cases, uh, a heartbeat left in the clemency suits in the 19th JDC or the federal court on whether or not the pardon board has to give uh, hearings to the murderers on death row? Look, I think that the law is very clear about this. There are three pending lawsuits. There's lawsuits in state court and lawsuits in federal court. At the end of the day, the state constitution says that the governor can't grant clemency without a recommendation from the pardon board. Uh, you know, they've had some skirmishes this week over whether the lawyers who had been appointed had a conflict, and I think that's all just um, delaying the inevitable. But you know, this will. I, I think that the law is very clear on this. We will have to get through a couple of the lawsuits that are pending good. to get good. to get that to get that final. Look, I, but I, I, I'm sorry, my my producer's beating on me with a stick here. Tell everybody <laughs> how to get a hold of your uh, your campaign if they're ready to sign up on this last lap around the track and to help uh, Liz Merle uh, be our attorney general. It's www.liz the number four. LA.com, Liz4LA.com. Sounds great, man. I appreciate you coming on the show so much, and good luck out there. And it looks like the one thing good is we're not going to get rained on during campaign season. It, it seems it like it's been a pretty dry. We could one. use a little rain. Yeah. Yeah, we could use it a lot. Uh, look, I appreciate it very much. This is Paul Hurd and Hurd's Louisiana Live. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show, do our financial report, and Thank you again, Liz Merle, for being our special guest. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Independent, a place that was close to all of us and everything she needed. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Gonzales, I found Francois Ben Senior Living. They specialize in independent and assisted living and memory care. Call 225-647-BEND for more information on our special pre-leasing offers. Francois Ben Senior Living. Experience life as it should be. Does your business need to boost sales or drive customer loyalty? Talk to Sir Speedy. Our direct mail pros can get your company in front of the right people with our comprehensive direct mail and mailing services. All you have to do is share your goals with us and we can do the rest. Get the ball rolling and send your next direct mail project to us. Call Sir Speedy at 504 504- 
504-586-9812 or visit us online at sirspeedyneworleans.com. That's 504-586-9812. We do it. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform. Noon to 2, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. Join me, BJ Rust, every Saturday night for the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. If you relate to these clips playing in the background, you will relate to everything old is new again right here on WGSO. Hi, this is Douglas Viviani of Everything Old is New Again. Join us for the fun on Saturday mornings at 8, right here on the community voice of the Crescent City, WGSO. Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a non-profit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumaine Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. It's the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 p.m. for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on WGSO. Welcome back. We're back. Glad to be with you on this hump day in the great state of Louisiana. Uh, we've got Herds Louisiana Live. We've got a whole uh, agenda of uh, Louisiana politics going on, and we've got. Uh, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to move on to a topic that's going to be. Uh, it's a great day. We really have the politics rolling in the right direction in the state of Louisiana. Uh, and if you don't know, you may be one of the only three people in the state of Louisiana that hadn't already heard that Mike Johnson, our congressman, out of the Northwest District, Shreveport, down to I think Vernon Parish over to Evangeline, everything uh, north of that, uh, has now been elected Speaker of the House. We thought it was going to be Steve Scalise. He got up there close, but he just, he actually got hurt by his own willingness to work with the other side of the Republican Party. And at the end of the day, uh, this party, this Republican caucus in its in Washington is, is, I don't want to say progressively because that's a bad word. It is systematically becoming more and more conservative, more pro-life, and ready to take the bull by the horns and to figure out how they're going to save us from the uncontrolled spending that's going on in Washington. It's the reason we've got inflation. It's the reason the Fed, the only way to stop it, is to stop spending at the federal level, and they won't. Or raise interest rates and kill the economy, which is by far the most destructive and difficult way. Be that what happened, and this is what I said, the fight 
over this once the idiots killed McCarthy. The fight then became inside the Republican Party that the conservative side of the party had grown, had outgrown the old gray-haired status quo, middle of the road, uh, big spending Republicans whose leader is someone like Mitch McConnell, who uh, would be satisfied as long as he gets to go uh, and be a senator, for example, when he gets to go and be an official, he doesn't care. He, he's there for his perpetual uh, service, not to change something for America. Anyway, Mike Johnson is a mover and a shaker, and he will try and will succeed in moving a U.S. policy toward an economic stability uh, and an economic future that we can all be proud of. And by the way, <laughs> Louisiana has the Speaker of the House, and we still have, number two, the majority leader, Steve Scalise, in his position. And so at this stage, the two ranking leaders in the U.S. State House are from Louisiana. And so that was a great day for us. It was a great day for Congress to get back. I, I think Mike is going to be a real valuable speaker because he's not bombastic. He's not a name caller. And he's just as committed, but he's not so... Uh, effusive in celebrating and trying to be a, a too assertive. He's academic, he's intellectual, and he is super well organized. I think he's going to be a great speaker. He's got about, four, I think someone said on the radio, 14, 16 months. He's got till January next year, and that's when another two-year Congress will start, the, not, not January 2024, but January 2025. The election is late 2024. But January 2025, he'll, there will be an election for a new speaker. If he does a good job, he'll still be the speaker. That's where we are with him. Look, that's, that's Louisiana politics taking a great turn for the better. Now we've got, look, now we're back. The... Um, Governor Landry has won the battle at the ballot box. Now he's got to win the battle in turning a battleship headed to nowhere. Our state battleship needs to be turned around and headed toward prosperity. He announced today his campaign transition team and I think these are all really big hitters that I think most of us will recognize an awful lot of them. And I'll just go through them real quick. Look, Jeff said he's got this, uh, what, what he calls his, uh, his transition team, and he's going to organize it physically. He's going to organize it at the University of Louisiana 
at Lafayette's campus. And uh, that's where their office space will be. That's where they will be organizing their meetings and uh, working together. And the, listen to this list of people who are chairman or co-chairs of his transition uh, team. And it starts with Mr. Ralph Abraham, who was our congressman from North Louisiana. And he served for maybe six years. And then he did what he said he would do. I know that's unheard of. But he resigned. He believed in term limits, and he said he would abide by them, and he did. And uh, he was succeeded by uh, Matt Letlow, and then he died of the COVID. And then his wife, Julia Letlow, is now the, uh, uh, the congressman from, from northeast Louisiana. But Ralph Abraham is, is on the, the transition team, Lane Grigsby of Cajun Contractors out of Baton Rouge, a major construction company and a major uh, conservative pro-business uh, contributor to the political uh, life in Louisiana, Shane Guidry, uh, Timothy Hardy, Steve Orlando, Eddie Rispone, the uh, candidate four years ago for governor against Governor Edwards, and uh, he's on board. And then Sharon Landry, uh, Jeff Landry's wife, is on the transition team as well. She's very knowledgeable of the people that he's worked with and the organization of the campaign. And lastly, Kyle Ruckert will actually be, I think, the hands-on director who's actually going to have to do the the organization, the meetings, the gathering of the paper, and make the fa facilitate the information to get it to his transition team and the other people that I'm sure will be called upon to get involved on what are they going to do about tort reform, how are we going to address their insurance crisis, how are we going to help the uh, small businesses in this state, what are we going to do about our tax structure and the nation's highest sales tax, the, the only one of the few states in the South that still has personal income taxes and corporate income taxes and franchise taxes. How are we how are we going? Those are and, and those are the kind of things that hurt business. Also, our our inventory tax. All of those. This transition team is going to be focusing different hires to be able to address uh, those uh, issues that Jeff talked about, and probably the number one thing will be crime. Uh, and he has said that that's something that he thinks is uh, justifies a, a special session as soon as he's sworn in in January, maybe in February. Look, we'll take a break. When we get back, we'll keep moving. we got lots of Louisiana politics. Herd's Louisiana Live is coming in hot. We'll be right back. Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. 
you'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. The Beat Exchange with Barbara Hoover, Monday evenings at 7 p.m. The place for unadulterated truths brought to you by a pillar of the New Orleans community. From civil rights to constitutional rights to elder rights to just what's plain right, the Beat Exchange is your local community voice. Tune in to the Beat Exchange with Barbara Hoover, Monday evenings at 7 p.m. New Orleans, are you ready to have a conversation? Well, if you are, Ron Richardson is here to tell you that you should tune in to my show, Conversations with Ron Richardson. Every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon here on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com where we discuss mental health, disability, and everyday life. Tune in to Conversations with Ron Richardson every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon here on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. The fastest-growing conservative talk show in the South is now on five days a week on WGSO 990. That's right. American Ground Radio has moved from Saturdays to Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 p.m. American Ground Radio is based out of Louisiana and is grounded in the ideas that founded our country. American Ground Radio is a show for everyone who believes there is greatness within each of us. So tune in Monday through Friday starting at 8 p.m. on the community voice of the Crescent City WGSO 990 a.m. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Colleen Crane. With I-55 closed after the tragic 158-vehicle pileup Monday morning, it's going to be more difficult for people traveling from Tangepahoe or eastern Livingston parishes to get to and from areas south of Lake Pontchartrain. How long the interstate will remain closed is unknown, but DOTD spokesperson Rodney Mallett says a thorough investigation must be done. They are not being pushed for speed, you know, they... They want to get their uh, bridge inspection done properly. And the types of things they'll be looking for? We'll be looking for any kind of shifts in the deck, cracks, falling. We'll look at the guardrails, understand that there's some sign trust that may be damaged, and make a determination of if, if the road is safe enough to reopen. And while those inspections and investigations continue, alternate routes between Hammond, Ponchatoula, and New Orleans, I-55 to Laplace, and then enter I-10, or you can travel to Mandeville and take the causeway. For other possible routes, check the DOTD website at 511LA.org, LRN. Medicaid members, keep your address and phone number up to date to make sure you receive important information about your health insurance and you don't risk losing your coverage. If you get a letter from Louisiana Medicaid, follow the directions and respond to it as soon as possible. For questions or to update your info, call the number on your insurance card or visit healthy.la.gov. That's healthy.la.gov. Remember, keep your contact information up to date and respond to Medicaid letters so you don't lose your health care coverage. Hey, Louisiana, how are you stopping litter? In Terrebonne Parish, we put our trash in a bag and never out the car window. In Bienville, we bag it, tie it, and put a lid on it. We keep litter out of our lakes in Lafayette. And in Calcasieu Parish, we keep our roads clean by clearing out our truck beds and securing our loads. We need every person in every parish to stop littering and keep Louisiana beautiful. For more litter prevention tips, visit LetLouisianaShine.org. Sponsored by the Louisiana Lieutenant Governor's Office and Keep Louisiana Beautiful. What does grace mean to you? At Grace of the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, and the chance to go home again. 
Our work is made possible through the generous support of Christ Church Cathedral, the Cathedral Church of the Episcopal Diocese of Louisiana. Christ Church Cathedral acts in support of community renewal and socioeconomic justice. Learn more at cccnola.org. Hey, it's Kevin Carr with your personal sneak preview invitation to join me on Sunday evening from 8 to 9 for Fat Guys at the Movies. Each week, I give you my take on the newest movies and movie news, but in a fun way. Not like those stuffy movie review snobs who take themselves way too seriously. I tell you if the new movies rock or not. Yes, it's fun for all ages with Fat Guys at the Movies. I'll see you Sunday evening at 8 on WGSO 990 AM. Hey, it's Christian. When it comes to buying appliances, buy where the builders buy, and that's at DTS Appliance Direct. Shop local. Don't go to the big box store when you need a new appliance. Call my friends at DTS Appliance Direct, 504-766-0738. DTS Appliance Direct has brands from GE, Cafe, Monogram, Blaze Grills, Z-Line, and many more. DTS Appliance Direct, 504-766-0738. 504-766-0738. Hi, my name is Corey. I work with Neurogenics to provide the most stylish therapeutic shoes for healthy living footwear. Foot care is the root of prevention and is a key factor for our quality of life. I would like to share this amazing health service that many people are unaware that they are entitled to have of a low or no cost pair of therapeutic shoes and to help make your insurance benefits more accessible and work for you. Contact me for a house call visit or an office visit. We can arrange an appointment around your schedule. 504 Oh, we're back, we're back. We're glad to be here on Hump Day in the, the great state of Louisiana. We've had a good day's work. Let's um I'll tell you what, I want to go back to one little item that I missed because it's really important when we lost the speaker because of his fight with eight people in a close, a small majority in the House. But we need to recognize that what happened today with the election of Mike Johnson as our speaker, the Republican congressional power structure changed. We now have the top two Leaders in the House are Trump-type conservatives, small government leaders that heretofore have had to just get a crumb or two being conservative, but even the Republican majority being George Bush, middle of the road, big spenders, Uh, always trying to just placate and stay in office. And uh, this change historically let Donald Trump or Ron um, DeSantis get elected as president. You will have a conservative president, an operationally conservative president, and you will have an operationally conservative house structure. Now, we still got to figure out what to do with Mitch McConnell and his ilk in the Senate. They are, I think, I mean, take our crazy Senator Cassidy. He 
He, he's a squish. If you want to know what caused inflation, one of the key factors in inflation was that bill that he voted in favor of in the Senate to spend all the money, just like all the Democrats did in the Louisiana House and busted the constitutional spending limit and spent $2 billion worth of surplus. Well, that's what may be to our past and not our future. We're going to find out. We've got to get through 18 months. We've got to elect a conservative president, and we've got to hold on to the House. Then we're going to be in a position where maybe we can change and save this country. And Lord knows, I hope we're not in the middle of World War III. Look, the, um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is this. I think as we've got Landry's transition team named, ironically, I didn't see any law enforcement type person in that initial group. I think there will be. I think there will be a, a sheriff or a U.S. attorney, those kind of people that will come on board and help him with his plans uh, for how to deal with crime in Louisiana. It's the big, besides our heavy taxes, crime is one of the number one barriers to us in this state growing. It doesn't help when we all know, we all heard it, when they list the top 10 cities that are the most dangerous, we get New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Shreveport all make the list because there's too darn many murders. Now, I'm going to commend New Orleans. The DA has started coming around and prosecuting more people and seeking higher bonds so that those that keep repeating crime won't be on the street so they can't repeat more crime. Now, his carjacking really shows how bad it has been. The gentleman that first got arrested associated with it, uh, Roshan, had three warrants out for him when they had to go pick him up for this one. Uh, it's all crazy, but what New Orleans has started doing is the DA is prosecuting more, the police are arresting more, and the, the jails are filling up because the bonds being set are not letting the repeat offenders out. We're filling it up, and lo and behold, crime started coming down. It's, a, uh, it's textbook. It's criminology 101. Uh, if, if they're fearful of going to jail, those that are on the edge won't offend as often. Uh, and that's, but that brings us to Jeff Landry, and our, uh, our new governor has said that his first uh, act, because he's got to wait till March to have a regular session, March or April, he'll call a special session to deal and focus on crime. Well, there's another piece to that. The uh, Revenue Estimating Committee just estimated that, again, we're going to have a surplus uh, at the end of this fiscal year <coughs> of at least $330 million. What that means is 
without having to shuffle money that was already allocated to another location, another uh, expenditure. You don't have to go change the existing budget. He has $330 million one-time money that he could build additional facilities to hold people that are arrested. He could help supplement DAs, sheriffs, and police departments. He, uh, he could spend this money in, in several different ways to help improve uh, improve our criminal justice system. The other thing he can do with it is we just passed, this is not crime, but it, it, it's, it could be a part of it. And that is, if, they, if, we, if these kids are educated, if these criminals want to get out of the criminal life, they have got to learn to read, write, and, and have some marketable skills. Some of this money could be allocated to the sheriffs, the police departments, the correctional facilities to use for training of those that have been convicted so that when they come out, they would have a trade, a skill that could earn them money other than hard, uh, uh, carjacking cars or robbing grocery stores. And uh, the other, the next thing is that we passed a bill that said all of our fourth graders and all of our third graders have to be able to reach proficiency or we're not going to promote them to the next level. That $330 million could be used and allocated out to the different school boards to help fund special tutoring for reading so that where these children are deficient, we're just not going to say, well, you're deficient, but we're not going to help you. We've got money now, this one time, to fund it. A lot of our problems on that being able to read at that young level is left over from the, the COVID shutdown of schools by Governor Quack Quack. And uh, it's... Uh, he did a bad job. He shut the he shut our schools down when it did nothing to help us with the disease, and it was simply a democratic go along get along uh, from Washington that he continued uh, to do that. So again, we're going to get a special session. I think a a lot of this budget uh, surplus is going to get used for criminal strategic criminal expenditures, criminal justice expenditure, uh, like, like Jeff Landry said, we need to change our system so these people don't need, they don't go to jail, where these people have things to do with their life so that they're not criminals dropping down in these gangs. And look, part of this is you got to go break up the gangs. You got to go break up the dope dealing. You and you've got to give real sentences. I, I, and I'll also predict in the last legislative session, for example, the bill that was supposed to increase the penalty on fentanyl was controlled by Clay Schechtschneider. And when it, was, when it was initially introduced, it had real strong penalties like life in prison 
if you were dealing a certain amount. Clay Schechtschneider did everything to dilute those enhanced penalties, then enacted the lesser penalties, and then claimed that he did something on the fentanyl uh, epidemic. So we're going to do the real crime stoppers this time. We've got a four-year window of opportunity in this state. Look, I'm going to have to take one, my last break. Paul Hurd's your host. Hurd's Louisiana Live is coming in hot. WGSO 990, the flamethrower of New Orleans. We'll be right back. Hey folks, this is Jeff Cruer. Join me at 7 a.m. till 11 right here on WGSO 990 a.m. for Ringside Politics with a Punch. We're going to be bringing you great guests. We'll discuss the latest hot topics and, of course, taking your phone calls. On Thursday, we'll unveil our new Ringside Politics Parody of the Week with our creative director, Steve Konis, and we'll discuss all the hot topics of the day. We'll talk show host and commentator, Ringside All-Star, Josh Bernstein. All of that and more right here on Ringside from 7 to 11 on WGSO. It's Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager, Marianne Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. Thanks, Marianne. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. Does your business need help with print, signs, or marketing? Partner with Sir Speedy. We have more than 50 years of know-how and a proven track record that goes into every project. Our specialists will work with you on everything from print collateral and direct marketing campaigns to signage both indoor and outdoor. Call Sir Speedy and let us know how we can help at 504-586-9812 or visit us online at sirspeedyneworleans.com. Sir Speedy, if you need it, we do. Hey, this is BJ Russ. Make sure you join me every Saturday night for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM. We'll be on from 7 to 8 p.m. We'll talk sports, music, movies, and pretty much anything in between. Saturday nights at 7 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM. That's the place to be. And don't forget that you can listen to us on WGSO.com and on the Mixler app. Hi, I'm William Wallace. You can hear me live on Tuesday nights at 5 o'clock here on WGSO or see what I have to say on Facebook at William Wallace for America. Hello, this is Jack Clegg. Thank you for listening and participating in the Jack Clegg Show Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Our audience and management have asked us to extend the show to Thursday nights at 7 p.m., and we will do that, at least until the 2024 election is over. We will continue to oppose the rich men north of Richmond who want to control what we think and control what we do. Hey, everything old is new again, fans. This is Douglas Viviani with David Cohen. We are changing times on WGSO 990 AM from Saturdays at 1 to 9 AM. That's every Saturday. Everything old is new again. David, what do you think? Yeah, that's great. I mean, we're kind of morning people more than afternoons, right? We usually nap around 1 o'clock. Yeah, we run out of gas uh, pretty. <laughs> talking all kind of pop culture, entertainment, celebrity interviews. Wake up New Orleans on Saturdays with everything old is new again. 9 AM WGSO. It's the Flaming Conservative. 
Join me now on Friday nights at 7 p.m. for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on WGSO. Four forty-five. We're ready for the last segment. Uh, we would be glad to um, look. Let's finish up this show with a little bit of business, a little bit of local go- government issue. I, I, I this I just don't understand. I'd be glad to have a Jefferson Parish councilman or lady come explain it to me. Uh, Tuesday, yesterday, they have a meeting about whether to approve a. Uh, a lease on property that doesn't exist that the parish is going to agree to spend its own, the parish. Jefferson Parish has agreed to spend or is preparing to spend its own $8 million to build a building for a brewery. (laughs) Why don't they just take their $8 million and go buy stock in Michelob or go buy stock in Guinness. If you want to invest in a brewery, go invest where you're going to get a return. What the, This is the craziest deal. I was looking at an article in the, uh, let's see, in the, the Times-Picayune Advocate, uh, NOLA, by Blake Patterson. New brewery in Gretna will require $8 million investment from Jefferson Parish Council. And they had a meeting, you know, it's, it, you always want to get the chicken before the egg. Um, and they had a meeting uh, that had to do with the terms of the lease. Here's the, here's the way they want. Look, I wish I could get this deal. Man, this is, this is my kind of deal. The parish, somebody's on the inside, okay? Just figure it out. You and I are going to look. Somebody is getting a free ride from Jefferson Parish. Here's how it works. Jefferson Parish has an empty lot. They're going to build a building on it that costs $8 million. Yeah. Over in Gretna by where one of the, uh, where the, where the court is. All right. They're going to build eight and they're going to put in 8 million. It's going to then be leased to, uh, Let's see the name. It's a New Orleans craft brewer. And the. So you're moving a business out of Orleans. You're moving it over to Jefferson. No synergy, no growth. But here's what they said this is a good investment of your $8 million. And here's why. Well, remember, the building's owned by the parish, so it can't tax itself. So the building that they're building is untaxable. So it's going to be an $8 million expenditure, non-taxable. Now, they were trying to justify it economically. Well, here's what they came up with, and that was that there was $2.8 million in rent. The lease, they're going to get an, this brewery is going to get an $8 million building. They're going to pay uh, over uh, 10 years Two point eight million. That means each year it's going to pay two hundred and eighty thousand. And the that that money 
well, we're going to spend eight, and we're going to get back over a decade $2.8 million. Well, no, forget. They also estimate, this is the pie-in-the-sky estimation, that this facility will generate $4.5 million in sales taxes. Well, 4.5 plus 2.8 gives you 7.3. So we're going to spend... We're going to spend $8 million so that we can get $7.3 over a decade. This, this makes no sense. The, uh, it hasn't been approved by the council. Jennifer Van uh, Fracken and Mr. Walker, the two at-large council people, are against it. Look, I've got a caller, Michael from Metairie. I think Michael from Metairie. Uh, come on in, Mike. Let me know where you are. Yeah, look, um, government today think when they get into office that whatever they're running is their own business. They don't understand that they're a government and government is separate from business. And this is completely unethical for the government to come in like this and make these kind of deals to do this. It really is. It's out of hand. And just like you say, to take the, the present value of eight and, and hopefully in the next five years, you're going to make 7.2 back. That is the worst investment I've ever heard of. I mean, you could you could go put it in T bills or money market and get better than that. Well, you you know can what go I mean? buy I mean, Guinness crazy. stock. That's exactly right. I mean, it's insane. Least, but you it, know it, what? What's the president do you know of Jefferson what the Parish is? is really? You know, the president of Jefferson Parish is really you know over her head. She you know she just thinks that it's her, her own private company. She doesn't realize she's a public servant. And she's got certain guidelines to work within. It, it's really out of hand at Jefferson Parish. Well, I was, I'm embarrassed for them. I, they can't do, you know, you're talking exactly right about the time value of money over a 10-year period. And I'm looking at this going, one, you know they're promoting the project. You know these estimates of sales tax generated. Uh, I bet you none of them would bet their house that they make that kind of money on this project. They're always overestimated, underperforming government jobs. And at the end of the day, what, what they would be better off selling it, uh, selling the lot to somebody, let them build the $8 million. What this shows you is the brewery company that's coming over went to the bank and said, look, we're going to move over to Gretna. I need $8 million to build my building. And the, the, the bank said, uh, we can't, you can't cash flow it. And, and the brewery said, okay, right. never mind. I'll go see the council and see if they'll build it for free. And, right. and that's, that's basically where this is. I mean, this is just a boondoggle of biblical proportion to the people of Jefferson. Look, here's what I made a list. What could Jefferson do? with eight million dollars how about let's fix some potholes let's fill uh some resurface some roads or how about take the money make a, 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 a distribution to the school system and again i talked about this earlier use that money to tutor the children that got behind because covid and make a strategic investment that will yield for us forever. What about flood fixing more of the flood control? We always need that. What right. about 
funding but you more know they, crime prevention. Go ahead. They're collecting too much in taxes now, and they're trying to find little pet projects to invest it in. They need to reduce their taxes, and they well, need to reduce the governmental fatness. There's too many people getting too many retirements and too many jobs out there working for government. You know, I can't tell you how many people I know in Jefferson Parish who said, you know, they've worked for 30 years and never put in a week's worth, you know, worth of work. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, government's out of hand, man. It, it it really is. Government is out of hand in this country. So, oh, and, 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 yeah, it's a, it, between. Well, I, we, I'll go back to the state, but you, you said it for Jefferson. Literally, they say we have to have taxes. We have to have taxes, and then they generate surpluses. They lay this money on the side, and and they act like they inherited it, and it's their money to do something great with. No, it's not. It was the taxpayers' money. Give it back. Look, I appreciate the call. I'm glad to. I'm glad to hear from you. We need to speak up, Jefferson Parish. We need to get this right. Uh, This is not the way to do it. Tutor our children, fix our streets, fix our uh, flood control. Look, we got to go. I think I've got to. I think I'm up against it. It's Paul Hurd, your host, Hurd's Louisiana Lives program. Come on back at 4 p.m. tomorrow and let's do it again. You sweet little toot Now you can look as much, but if you much as touch, you're going to have yourself a case. I'm going to break your face. Now don't mess with my toot toot. Don't mess with my The Tux Charitable Foundation, in association with the crew of Tux Parade, is holding the 4th Tux Umbrella Walk and Gumbo Gras on October 28th at 9 a.m. in Audubon Park, Shelter Number 10 off Magazine Street. Food, drink, live music are all included with registration. This is where Mardi Gras meets Halloween, and everyone is encouraged to come in costume. Kids' activities include the Small Friars Umbrella Decorating Tent, Decorated Wagon Parade, and Small Friars Funhouse. Please go to www.tuxfoundation.org for information and registration. Donate your vehicle and make a difference. WGSO 990 AM has partnered with Charitable Adult Rides and Services, also known as CARS, to allow you the opportunity to donate your car, truck, motorcycle, RV, or boat to our nonprofit organization. You may qualify for a tax deduction while supporting a cause that is near and dear to your heart. Simply go to WGSO.com and follow the link on our homepage. Vehicle donation pickup is always free to you, and most vehicles can be picked up within 24 to 72 hours. You'll receive an initial car donation receipt upon pickup, and then the CARS team will work to turn your car into cash to support our cause. Once your vehicle is sold, the CARS team will provide you proper tax forms in time to file. Their friendly donor support representatives are available seven days a week to assist throughout the process. Again, for more information, go to WGSO.com. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. Wednesdays at 5. Here on WGSO. Hello, this is David Jeremiah. Join me each weekday morning at 5.30 or 6.30 for Turning Point here on Talk Radio 990 AM. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. live at Premier Nissan at 6636 Veterans Boulevard where Metairie meets Kenner for our 12th season of In the Red Zone. 
It's Jeff Cruer. Join me weekdays from 7 to 11 a.m. for Ringside Politics, right here on...